NRP S6E3 YouTube. back to the No Rights Podcast. I am Ben, your host, aka No Rights. So, at least that's why I like to tell it myself. I don't know. Anyway, a thing we, since you know, I'm an animator and we can talk about animation and stuff, and a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just put your stuff up on YouTube? The tubes of you, right? And it's 2020, you know, it's it's the future now. Uh, it's YouTube started in 2005, and it was a site where you, people would share their, you know, videos that they dump from their their phones or their home video cameras, you know, and it's like the like YouTube is an interesting thing in that it's a concept for a site, a concept of the internet that doesn't really exist anymore. Can you imagine? Like nowadays when people want to try and make a, a site like YouTube, they don't want to try and, you know, just experiment and put a video site out there for sharing or what no. They want to make a site like YouTube. They want to <laughs> want to compete with YouTube in that YouTube space. And unfortunately, hosting video is very, very expensive. And a lot of these sites, they don't realize, you know, they come out swinging and they're like, we're going to be like YouTube. Do you have the money for it? Well, well no, uh, we're going to run ads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, guys. Sure. You know, it's like YouTube is big. Google is one of the biggest companies in the world and they have the infrastructure to run YouTube and they, you know, there's argument that they've run it at a loss, you know, for years till they figured out how to get to make the algorithm and everything. It's, it's crazy that the concept of it's like, people are like, Oh, we're going to wheel out this video site and it's going to be like YouTube. And then, you know, every, every time there's a new adpocalypse, which is something with advertisers or an issue with the algorithm or how the site runs comes out, people are like, let's flock to this other site. And there's really only so many sites that that's actually going to happen. You know, stuff like the blockchain and, you know, BitChute and stuff like that. It's like, that's interesting. It's, you know, it can be feasible to how, for how the stuff affords itself, but it's also matter of you go to these sites and it's like, Oh, here's, you know, mind cough. And it's, a and, <laughs> its entirety or here's you know every episode of different shows on fox news or you know here's a bunch of people explaining why this one group is evil and and it's like hmm i don't know about these sites and a lot of people whenever it becomes oh it's about free speech okay uh what what free speech are they they're not wanting on this site um you know the the one the one that i'm not going to tell you about but it's why people like me wink and it's like (laughs) okay so you know, let's let's reel back real quick here. So, YouTube bought by Google, they're huge. They can afford to run this big experiment. And you know, it's like back in the day, people would upload the episode of what Family Guy or you know, Everybody Loves Raymond or whatever, and people would watch it there. And it's like they'd make their money from it, and you know, and then they'd get a takedown or whatever. And they're like, oh, we've got this you know takedown system. You know, we don't intend to have all this copy copyright material that goes down and it goes up and and slowly but surely they've done things to appease the government and appease advertisers and appease all the different players out there and more and more it's like the noose is kind of tightening on who gets to to post what who gets to share what what you get to say you know because with that recent situation okay 
in one of the first big adpocalypses, there was the whole issue of, you know, you can't show footage from the news of stuff, hap- you know, potentially controversial topics. It's like, well, the news is controversial. That's kind of the whole point, you know, and it's like certain things. Okay. You can't, can't show this, you know, you can't have violence. A lot of these harassment channels and drama channels are like, but if I can't talk about other people's business, then what am I going to do? And <laughs> yeah, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons. It's like a lot, a lot of issues with videos that were playing the algorithm to show stuff to preschoolers of just keywords. You know, you'd had, Elsa Gate, I think it was, and you had, you know, Spider Man, and you had those, you know, f- that that finger song that I'm not going to get into it because I mean I don't I'm not you know not a parent I don't have kids but I know people that do have gone insane having to listen to the variations of that thing and you know like ch- children will play those and they'll just you know if they're babies they'll just play it on loop and they don't understand words they'll just play it and so they have all these horrible videos that you know they're like advertisers like our content is on this we it won't stand pootie pie no so you know but it's interesting to me at least because as you know an animation guy like all the animators got up in arms back in like 2012 when you might remember the reply girls this was a thing Back when you could reply to a video on YouTube with another video, which that's the way a lot of channels grew back in the day, and you could reply to a video, and so a lot of girls would reply, of just the, the thumbnail would be a picture of them in a low-cut top, and their video would just be, hey, I watched this video, and I didn't, you know, they won't say anything, and the video will get all kinds of million, you know, millions of downvotes and thumbs down, like, this video sucks, this video didn't do anything. And they would play the, play the system because it got a lot of eyes. It didn't matter if it was positive or negative eyes. They still managed to get a lot of money through ad revenue that way. So YouTube decided to switch to a minutes watched angle rather than, you know, when you hit in the view and all that stuff. And immediately animators got screwed. Because <laughs> if you work, you know, if you put out a six minute video and it takes you like a month, you know, put it, you know, to even get that uh, 10 minutes of content, you know, if it takes you months and months to put out a video and your video is only a few minutes long, it's like, uh, if, if it's waited about how long now the site is about how long you can keep people on a video and on the site and look at other content, if it's all about how long you can keep people on the site and looking at other videos that are similar, it becomes an issue because it's like if you are only uploading like a video a month and not making anything versus so there are sites where you can just barrel through a lot of content. Let's players, they play a game, they film themselves playing it for 30 minutes, they upload it, there they go. They can do multiple episodes a day doing that. And so that's why a lot of animators became Let's Players. And, you know, I'm not going to fault that. You know, whatever you got to do, man, if it's a thing you enjoy, go ahead as well. But, you know, it's like I it's it's scary to think that you, you can all rely on what works for the algorithm that month. It's like, hey, now we're all going to be reviewing toilet paper because apparently that's what YouTube wants us to do. And, you know, it's uh, oh boy. And then probably one of the biggest hits for for my future on YouTube and a lot of other people was uh, sometime around last summer when they came out and said that you have to have this subscriber count and you have to have 
you know, to be a partner and be able to even run AdSense ads, which, let's be honest, AdSense ads, advertising on the internet, ad money with ad blockers, it's all been going down for a long time. So, and, you know, but whatever, to be a potential YouTube partner, to, to be able to share ad revenue, you have to have certain stats. And, you know, I mean, I was a member of the Frederator Network because I realized, oh, hey, a lot of animators, they have they have access to sound effects libraries and different goodies and for for creatives and they have uh, uh, you know contacts and they have you can help find other other people and team up and do collabs and stuff so i you know i joined them and this basically put a huge nail in the coffin of multi-channel networks and frederator to their credit when this happened they're like well a lot of our members are no longer you know partners because a huge percentage of channels can't reach the you know reach these requirements for being considered partners and regular channels because they kind of put out stuff when they come up with stuff and they were like you know until you know as long as your contract is going out for the year we'll still offer you all these you know the the access to these different libraries and you're you know even you know even if you're not a, a partner in youtube's eyes even if we're not an MC, you know technically an mcn with a lot of these people it's like you know you're still part of the, of the family and you, you know you can still connect through the sites you can still join the forums you can still post you know when discord came around they all that and it's like good on them you know it's like a lot of people they're like mcns they just want to take your money and roll off it's like well if you're not running ads if you don't have a huge channel it's like you know bringing other like-minded people together and giving you access to things like sound effects and music libraries and potential places to promote your stuff it's like you know that i i think that is a a good benefit cost cost wise and it's like honestly the fact that they did this when when it rolls up and it's like you know if now that you guys aren't making people money because a lot of you know multi-channel networks when that happened disappeared i mean remember smosh their channel their their mcn just disappeared, rolled off i mean you know with all kinds of money in that's wheelbarrow you know and it's like a lot of a lot of others are just you know that's a terrible thing to do but you know, I I really applaud you know Frederator for the way they handled that, for the way they treat other creatives, because it's like, why you know, they they could have just said, well, we can't, you know, we're not an MCN anymore with all these people, and you guys are gone. But instead, they're like, no, man, you know, we we care about people, and I th I think that's a a good thing, you know. So I will, so I'm you know I I like that. I think that is a very respectable way to go, and they've kept in touch with me and other creators and you know still send out emails and still you know stuff like that and it's like i'm trying to figure you know a lot of people are try trying to sort out their plans for 2020 as well for other reasons which we'll get into in a moment but i just think you know it's a i'm very you know frederator like other like every mcn they ha if you have so many channels there's only so much you can do and it becomes a matter of how does everybody contact each other and how do you basically herd the cats? You know, it's like, I understand that we were all a bunch of cats and they're, they're saying, they're going, who's in charge of, oh boy. And they were doing, you know, stuff was happening, dealing with their own studio with that situation with Rainmaker and all that transitioning there. And so it's like, I understand that they're, you know, in their own situation of chaos, but it's like, you know, I, I, I think what, they, what happened there was a lot more commendable by whoever is in charge over there more so than a lot of official you know, multi-channel networks that are, that just took my money and ran. So good on them, I say. So let's move on and talk about the latest 
situation, or as I, you know, I was I was tempted to blog about this a while back. The Copa Cabana on YouTube, the uh, and someone else already used it, and I was like, well, one person has taken my idea. Obviously, I could not use it, but the uh, Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, which. You know, this freaked out a lot of people for a lot of number of reasons, because they didn't understand it, and also because YouTube and their infinite wisdom kind of rolled out a lot of stuff in a confusing way, because they could, because they knew what it was going to... Let let me just explain, folks. Now, the COPA, Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, it's a 1998 law, you know, plan that like, hey, you know, we obviously don't want kids giving their information online. You know, you don't want them to give their home address. You don't want them to give information, you know, phone number. You don't, you don't want to be getting information from kids 13 and under. It's like, well, that makes sense. Okay. But then, unfortunately, this rolls around into the internet thing of cookies, which, you know, you think, oh, that just contains my password for this site. Or when I log in, it's like, you know, technically YouTube was supposed to be, if you're under 13, you're not supposed to log into this site. It's supposed to be for 13 and up. And that was their position on it. And for years, they managed to get to, you know, scrape by on that by saying, oh, we, our members are 13 and over. We, we, there are no children on YouTube. There are no children on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got into a problem because they were telling advertisers in their promotional material that kids love YouTube. And not just, you know, YouTube Kids, the specific app directly for kids, but YouTube, the main site. And it's like, you guys are not supposed to do that. So so the government slapped them hard about that, and they, they reached a $170 million settlement. Now, the thing about this settlement is that they also kind of gave up to creators as well, because the whole issue is that... Is YouTube content, are the videos for, for kids 13 and under or not? And if there's, those are two distinct categories. And unfortunately, if your video, if your content, if you're a family-friendly channel and you want to be for children 13 and under, that's great, except you lose so much. You lose cookies. You can't have targeted ads to specifically say, you lo- you've you come here and we can tell you like this kind of content, so here's more of it. You can't target that. You can't get information. You can't have comments on the site, on your videos. So your videos, because kids, kids can't leave comments now, because, because that's a thing. You don't want kids, what if a kid is, you know, commenting and leaves their address, so therefore they can't leave a form. You know, it's... You can't, you can't, they don't show up in advertising. Basically, your, your video is going to, like a shadow ban of your video. It doesn't exist. You can't get to it, find it on the main YouTube site unless you're looking for it. It's like, so that's a separate world from regular YouTube land. And that is, that's, for one, that sucks for people that are intentionally trying to make good content for families and children because it's like, that puts them in a ghetto. You know, that, that just says, well, Here's your con. We're not going to give you any variations on. There's no bonus of like, well, since you can't use our targeted ads, like we're not going to try and build a whole new thing out for you. It's like, nope, you guys are screwed. You you get regular advertising. You don't get targeted ads. You get ads that are estimated to lose seventy five to ninety percent of the revenue that you get from from AdSense to begin with. So it's like these channels are going to take huge monetary losses. So it's just not in good financial interest for most people to be a, a kid-friendly site. 
you know, a kid-friendly video series. Why? Why do that? So you, you lose all those things. Okay, so you mark your content for adults. Everything's fine and dandy, right? Not technically, because the way that they've... I've watched a couple different lawyer videos, and they've pointed out that the way that YouTube is trying to interpret it is that, well, see, we're not operating the site. It's the individual channel owners that are operating their individual channels, even though you can't control what ads get served in your videos. You can't control how how much your ads are being, you know, it's like, really, if I were an operator, I would be able to control these kind of aspects. If I, you know, running my own site, I would be in charge of how much I'm selling different ad space for, you know, oh, I, I can't run this kind of content because of swearing, or I can't run this kind of content, you know, which now that's a whole other thing, swearing. And, you know, the limit of that, it's like, well, if you're not technically four kids and you can, you know, stuff is going to be more and more vulgar and more adult, quote unquote, and just to, just to say, oh, see, obviously we're not for kids. It's like, well, yeah, you know, in the same way, a lot of TV content is, you know, animated films for adults anymore aren't for kids. It's like, well, yeah, but they're not really for adults either. They're just vulgar or, you know, obscene or they talk about this thing. And it's like, that's not really good content. It doesn't really make it better just because you can say the F word doesn't make it better. You know, it's like there's a time when making it, you know, using obscenities is better. And there's time when it's just, no, you just like to curse. That, that, I mean, that's fine. It doesn't, you know, doesn't make for great content by default because I'm not 10 years old anymore. <laughs> so anyway, so if you're an adult making adult content, but say you're an animator or say you... You know, you're a toy reviewer because you're an adult who likes toys because, you know, they exist. And, you know, say you're a Let's Player and you're making games. You know, game, you know say you're a Let's Player and you're, you're reviewing games or making Let's Plays. What if those are games that kids like? It's like that YouTube rolled out this thing where they're like, well, we're going to start, you know, labeling. You can label your whole channel or per video as adult or kid friendly. And it's like, but the way YouTube rolled it out, they were saying... You know, it will auto, we'll tag stuff, but if your stuff isn't child friendly, you know, if it's like if it's if it's stuff that the way they they worded it was, if your stuff might appeal to a kid, then it might be child friendly. And oh, we're not lawyers; we're not going to tell you whether or not it is or isn't. It's like, gee, thanks. <laughs> you know, when they're saying the F, when the FCC is saying they're in a video saying that they potentially will fine people forty two thousand five hundred and thirty dollars per offense that's per video you know the guy is sitting there going you know youtube it's like shooting fish in a barrel and the youtubers are the fish it's like gee great <laughs> i mean yes there are bad actors that are obviously you obviously want them to be gone after et cetera, et cetera. but it's like you know if you're an animator you you gotta constantly deal with somebody going hey this stuff's for kids it's like you know, happy tree friends. People get disemboweled and appendages sliced. All, every, horrible things happen in those cartoons. It's like, are those for kids? Well, no. Is somebody going to say, this looks like children's programming. This should. This is what kids want to watch. Therefore, are people going to be doing that and it's going to be a pain in the butt? Yes. Is, is this system, you know, there, there's the whole general audience thing that a number of different Copa commentators have, you know, and lawyer channels have said, it's like, 
there's the general audience, you know, is it like, is it aimed specifically at kids? Well, no, it's aimed at a general audience that might include kids, but it's, you know, they shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to threaten them with, with legal action. They shouldn't have to sit and worry about, should I hire a lawyer and should I run this video? Should I have this kind of content? It, it's, it's silly. And YouTube decided to roll it out this way because they wanted people who, you know, came out swinging and upset and they wanted people to come out because there's, you can leave comments on this this FCC f- forum, and you can you can sign the petition, and you can do these, you know, have your voices heard. It's like they want to unleash the the screaming <laughs> the screaming hordes to come out and have opinions on this. And I don't think it's good for anybody to do it that way because there's actually you could actually have an intelligent conversation about this. So we could actually say, "Hey, YouTube, maybe there's stuff you could do of like you know have a time frame of have people you know somebody could list their video as a adult or, or for kids, and then some they can have people come out and say, "Hey, no, no, this content's a little you know like because sometimes there'll be a thing where a video will come out and you're like the person intends it to be one way, and all the people in the comments are like, "Dude, did." Did, did you intend to say it like this? Oh, no, let me fix that. Yeah, it's like, what's going to happen when that rolls out? You know, what's going to happen when there's a video that someone intends to make a satire and people don't get it? And you can watch the, the whole thing as a child and, and be traumatized by the end. And it's like, you know, or as an adult, you watch a thing and you go, no, nah, man, that's for kids. That, you know, they, they could have rolled out a lot better way to handle this. <laughs> <laughs> to just say, oh, you guys are operators of your own site, you know, peace out. It, it's much like what the UK does, because if somebody leaves a comment on your site in the US, you know, like on your on your Facebook wall, it's like, well, that that commenter, it's their it's their fault. It's not, you know, you didn't post the comment. But in the UK, legally, if someone posts a comment on your site, you can be held responsible for a lot of the damages. And that's kind of obviously silly, but, you know, YouTube works, Google works, the bigger, you know, things that they work outside of the U.S. You know, COPPA is an American law, but YouTube is going to have to deal with it, obviously, because a huge percentage of people are in the U.S. And much like how we have to deal with the whole cookie situation with UK with the U.K. laws over there and change previous years. It's it's going to be a thing, and it's going to be a thing on other sites, too, because people are like, I'm looking for an alternative to YouTube as this whole COPPA thing. It's like, well, yes, YouTube did roll a lot of the bad things out, but if a lot of the way as the law is written isn't redefined and written in better ways, you know, like sites like Newgrounds, people are like, oh, I'm going to go to, to Newgrounds, and it's going to be fine. It's like, well... You know they they didn't they're not they they're not doing the same thing that YouTube is doing and that cost them 170 million dollars but it might trickle down to them and the whole situation you know what happens if they just decide that you know all animated websites are now you know COPA uncompliant and people are like well I'll do whatever you know you know it's this is a law that needs to be dealt with and how we interpret all sites going forward. And so, right now, the YouTube situation, it's a little less than, you know, oh, hey, my hair's on fire. Uh, you know, that's, what, that's the way it was at the end of last year. Right now, there's been a handful of videos that have come out that they're like, oh, are we saying that all, cart- all anime cartoons are children's things? Well, well, obviously not. No, that's silly. And it's like, that's great. Can I have 
you know, where do I check a box to find out whether my video is COPA compliant or not? You know, is, is this let's play? Is it going to be child friendly or, and I can't, can't make it, you know, targeted ad revenue off of it. So, so I think what's going to happen is right now, a lot of people have been leaving for other sites, which, you know, good luck on that. There's a handful of alternatives out there, but as I've stressed, you know, nothing's going to have the pull and power that Google and YouTube does right now. No site is going to just come out and be the new thing. It's not going to be the new YouTube. You know, it's not quite like Facebook and MySpace. People aren't just flocking to YouTube just because, you know, YouTube is huge. It has the resources. And if a whole bunch of people flock to the new video site, you know, and it goes, it's like they, they don't have the power. They don't have the money for it. You can't, you know, making money off of it is an expensive endeavor. So, Realistically, there's going to be an interesting future for YouTube in 2020 and the way it's going and the direction it's going and the way content gets put on it. I myself, I'm going to be experimenting with, you know, doing longer videos on YouTube. I'd like to build up my channel doing tutorials and breakdowns of other animation things, showing off different different software out there because there's all kinds of you know cool software for making animations there's all kinds of different places you can put stuff today you know the only question is what content can you put up and in what formats you know like tiktok is an interesting site but the videos last 30 30 to 60 seconds and they're vertical you know and then you've got instagram tv which is it's like instagram but videos longer than a minute uh, originally it was going to be vertical but now you can also upload landscape videos because uh, that was a yeah people have landscape videos and uh, we, we desperately want people to look at our content even though we're not going to have you know Instagram TV the website you're still going to have to use the app and uh, the iOS app we're not going to have one for iPads you know for like a bigger screen we're just going to beef up the old phone app because yeah I don't there, there's so many places to put stuff. And like I was saying in, in a previous episode, I'm going to be doing HTML5 animations on my own site, which, they, you know, there's going to be some interactivity, some keyboard stuff. There's going to be some sound here and there. But, like, you know, are they going to be full episodes or are they going to be, you know, experiments? Are they going to be, you know, I'd, I want to do a lineup of of pinup girls. You know, I want to try and do do stuff and try and do different animations of, you know, pinup girls walking or spinning around or, or doing different things. And you, maybe you control them for, you know, to say like, here's, you know, so you can see the effect of like, you know, the bopping hair or the different, di- how, how different walk cycles they do. Dip, you know, I'd, I'd like to experiment. I'd like to see what I can do in the future. And I don't, I don't know. It's like, I have an idea for a cartoon I want to do about a ghost who is really depressed because he's already dead and can't kill himself. And it's like an old, old-timey old cartoon where he's constantly trying to commit suicide. And it's funny because he's a ghost, and occasionally he'll, you know, shoot somebody behind him when he tries to, to, you know, blow his brains out, or he'll try and do this or that. But it's like, where do I put that? You know, do these sites, there's like, oh, hey, you can't have you know, stuff about suicide. Like, well, it's a, it's a gag. It's not, you know, I mean, it's a very extreme gag and, you know, TikTok content has been kind of a little under the radar because the servers are in, you know, China. And so a lot of people just post whatever. And it's an interesting site in that you can post, you know, it's based around lip syncing stuff. So popular songs exist for tags and to, to use that content, you know, it's built around it, but it's like, you know, 
you can only use certain content for a while till stuff starts getting, you know, like, oh, you know, like their, their terms of service say don't have stuff, you know, ex- that's some stuff that's too extreme. And it's like, well, are people really testing this? And will this video really get kicked off? And, you know, it's like, I don't know if I put that there versus Instagram TV versus wherever. And also there's the whole formatting thing, vertical, horizontal, you know, these sites that are short and sweet, but you know, Instagram TV, long form vertical video or TikTok where it's a, you know, 30 to 60 second clip. I could do a shorter one, but if it's a longer video, it's like, do I want to put it on Instagram TV and should I just do it in landscape mode because that's what people are used to and I could reuse it on other channels or is it going to look silly to have a landscape video on that on that service and is anybody really using Instagram TV right now do you still know what this is you know it's these are the questions folks I'd like to hear your responses and get your feedback and as I'm ex- I'm experimenting I think that's really the whole point of 2020 is it's time to get out there remember you're alive make stuff Break stuff, because that's what I do. I, I kind of break stuff. And remember, nothing is perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect. And perfection is the enemy of done, as they say. So I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. And until next time, see you all on the other side. Find out more, visit norights.net. Hey, follow me on Twitter, at norights.